we are officially at the one third mark of the regular season. If you count the playoffs, I guess we're only a quarter of the way through the season. Week six is here. Some, I think there's some pretty good matchups this week. Uh, a lot of dogs I took against the spread. I wrote all my picks out before we started. I have, I think, eight out of the 15 games are dogs that I took in the, no, more than that, I think nine. Anyway, Luke is back as well. We have a grudge match this week. We'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, how'd you do last week? I did mediocre, very, very mediocre. Yeah, I'm not sure I did overall against the spread, but bet wise, I went seven and eight. But that bet, that Baltimore game pissed me off. Is my bet of the week, and I'm not even mad for having it as my bet of the week. That was the most disgusting game I've ever seen. You know what? We'll just start with the Baltimore's game because I, I think tomorrow's. Chiefs Broncos game goes exactly like this. Chiefs win, Broncos cover. Yep, that's what I got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 there's not much to talk about. Okay, actually, I take that back. I was thinking about this this morning. Is there a team in the NFL that's worse off situationally than the Broncos right now? Because they're tied to their quarterback for the next couple of years because if they cut them, it is a huge hit against the cap. And their head coach. It has been worse than the coach that they had last year. You know, Sean Payton absolutely has the pre-existing pedigree, but that doesn't excuse the fact that they have been awful. And that this defense, which was a top 10 defense last year, has bottomed out and is the worst defense. It's setting, or it is on pace to set historically bad numbers. I get that they are in the Caleb Williams hunt right now, or... Uh, I think it's is it Drake May that everyone thinks is like the second or actually the best college quarterback right now. But even if they do get one of those guys, I'm not sure that's going to be enough to make me confident in the Broncos long-term because let's face it, they haven't been good since Peyton left. And it felt like they sold their soul to the devil to get that Super Bowl because they have been, they aren't talked about as one of the worst run franchises in recent memory. I don't know if there's a franchise that's been worse off than they are because they have had good teams, but the quarterback has been abysmal. Like, it's the best year that they had. Uh, I, I don't even know, like the Case Keenum year? Yeah, I can't think of when they're last really good, but I think it wasn't it 2015, their Super Bowl year, last time they made the playoffs? Yes. I don't think – yeah, I – and I even can't even remember a year they've been competitive. It, it's it been tough being for any Broncos fan, especially with all the hype they came into last year. It, it's just such a bad scenario. And I know everyone's talking, like I see Broncos fans on Twitter talking about how, you know, winning the Caleb Williams sweepstakes is going to be so awesome, but they're not going to be able to sign anyone if they have all that dead cap from Russ. Like, I don't even know if Russell Wilson's going to be on that roster if they draft Caleb Williams. And I, I'm not sure if – didn't they give up a first-round pick to get Sean Payton, too? Like, yes, I don't but know they, they have great you, draft but, but it was their draft pick this previous year. Oh, yeah. Right. So they have it next year. Got it. But still, that this team is going to be 
probably the New York Jets of the 2020s. That's my call right here. Yeah. Because I was looking at every other team. Like, the Commanders, I think they're better off. Sam Howell, at least he's young, he's cheap, and if he's not good, it's easy to move off of him. Falcons, I think they're a quarterback away from being a real contender in the NFC. Uh, Browns, you can make an argument, but their team is so good that it it almost doesn't matter if Deshaun Watson is a top-ten quarterback. I I don't see another team that's this worse off, like the Panthers. They don't have a first-round pick. They're 0-5. The, the rumors have already started that everyone in the building wanted C.J. Stroud, but the owner forced him to take Bryce Young. Yeah, that's a bad situation to be in. <laughs> I I mean, I, I think a lot of people even like Bryce Young. I think he still has potential, but, you know, at that size, I don't think he's going to be a game-changing quarterback. They draft number one overall, but I, I, I still think he's – he, he has the potential to be, a, I think my comparison, or my at least comparison for him coming out was a bite-sized Joe Burrow, just because I like the way he manipulated the pocket and everything. But, man, that pick is just looking worse by the day. And CJ Stroud's looking awesome. So I'm sure I'm sure that, because I, I, I know leading up to the draft, like I think CJ Stroud was always locked in number one. Then out of nowhere, when April comes in, there it just swings to Bryce Young. So it's an interesting thing to look into. But man, the Panthers are in a bad situation right now, and they don't have really like they have a good, an okay young defense, but they have no skill positions to help out Bryce. Like he's kind of on an island here, uh, and it shows because once again they are almost fifteen point underdogs coming up later, but. I'll circle back to the Thursday night game real quick. I'm not worried about the Chiefs. I don't know where you stand. Travis Kelsey, there was a huge scare that he might have been done for the year, but then he came back and played, so I'm not worried about Travis Kelsey. It just seems like this is what the Chiefs do. They sleepwalk through the season, and then they wake up in the playoffs, and then they're excellent. Like, I don't have any concerns about this team being a playoff contender or missing the playoffs or anything of, of the sort. Like, if they lose this game, I'm still going to feel the same about the Chiefs, unless someone gets injured. Yeah, for sure. Whenever you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid on your team, you're always going to be competitive no matter what, even if everything around you is falling apart. But I I think it's funny, too, because I know you really like Nick Wright, but, man, his Kansas City takes are so obnoxious. But, so you know, bad. he's kind of right. They, they just scrape by, and, you know, they're always going to be right there to win a it's Super It's like they're Bowl not trying, and they still win. Yeah, exactly. The Vikings game. I don't want to talk about the penalties because whatever, like the refs are terrible. We all know it. I don't think it would have prevented I don't think it would have kept Minnesota from winning. I do think that the cornerback not getting the penalty for taking his helmet off, I thought that was ridiculous because that was as blatant as you it could be. But like they could have lost to the Vikings, but also it just it just looks like they don't try. And like whatever. They're they're probably going to figure out this wide receiver position by committee. I don't think any of them are going to truly break out and be awesome. I think if anyone has a peg, it's going to be Justin Ross. But, you know, I don't think they need that guy to break out like that. And I think Pacheco's a fantastic running back. He's a great compliment to Mahomes. And 
Like, yeah, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be the number one seed probably. Yep, exactly. And I think uh, one of the most underrated parts about the Chiefs is that O line because they're they're the glue that holds everything together at the end of the day on offense. So, I mean, they they're always gonna be in games no matter what. And you know, I I find it funny too because I I felt the same last year where they just scrape by every game, but then just end up with the first seed. But obviously, you had the Demar Hamlin situation that kind of handed them the one seed, but. It yeah. always just seems to just go the Chiefs' way, no matter which way it, it goes. Yeah, I'm going to feel this way until we get closer to the playoffs, and then it's going to be – I mean, it's just – it's ho-hum. Chiefs win. They lose. So what? They're going to finish 13-4. and four. Uh, That's really all I have to say about that. The rest of the AFC, though, I don't really know. <laughs> if you ask me the, to rank two through seven right now, I think I'd – Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's so many good teams in the AFC. I think the NFC is funny. Because, I, th- I mean, you have the 49ers, Eagles, and then you could argue Seahawks, Lions, Cowboys, but really that that league is – or that conference is dominated through those two teams. But AFC, you could – draw nine teams into a hat and I wouldn't you could argue that team being the best in the AFC it's it's a slugfest and you know a really good team at the end of the day in this conference is going to miss the playoffs yep and it just might be the Baltimore Ravens because well Lamar played really really well yesterday yesterday on Sunday and then he didn't receivers couldn't catch a ball to save their life and the Steelers pulled one out. This freaking AFC North games, man. I knew the Steelers were going to cover. I didn't think they'd win, but I knew they were going to cover. You talked me into it. I don't blame you. We went down together. But, God, they should have won that game. Yeah. That that game made me want to pull my hair out. I mean, you got had drop touchdowns from Nelson Aguilar and Rashad Bateman. Why does you know, this dude still playing? have a job? I don't know. He does this every know. time. I swear, he has, like, one game on each new team that he plays for. Everyone's like, whoa, did this team fix Nelson Aguilar? And then, no, he goes right back to dropping wide-open balls. I don't get it. Yeah. It it was just such sloppy football. You know, Lamar's out there playing like an MVP, but no one could catch a cold on that team. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, the Steelers are just hanging around from all these mistakes from Baltimore. And then this blocked punt for safety happens. Then they go down. That's what I knew. And then that's when I knew. Yeah, that's when you knew. And then, you know what? The Baltimore Ravens finally get a break their way. They get a punt fumble and get the ball in the red zone. Then Lamar throws a pick. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm not (laughs) mad at my process at all for that bet. But man, that was a tough game to watch. I, I guess every AFC game except for. I guess whenever the Ravens and the Bengals play the Browns, so the Browns blew out the Bengals, and then the Ravens blew out the Browns. Granted, they didn't have a quarterback, but they're not going to have a quarterback from what, if we're to believe all the reports coming out of Cleveland. Uh, anyway, Baltimore's playing the Titans. I think this is a get-right game. We saw the Colts kind of have their way against the Titans last week. Even when Anthony Richardson went down, I think Lamar's far better, and Good golly. 
the Ravens can't drop ten passes in two weeks, can they? No, there's. Uh, if it happens again, they need to be demoted to like some minor league system in the NFL. That that is just embarrassing. Like I feel like I have terrible hands. If I could catch at least fifty percent <laughs> of my balls thrown to me, like, come on. I I don't know what the, I had the Titans to win the AFC South. I, I I've come off that. I don't I don't think that anymore. They're still in the mix, but uh yeah, Derrick Henry. He had that great game a couple weeks ago against the Bengals. Um, but I don't know. The Titans are just like they they are who they've been the last couple of years. Like it's like they're gonna finish eight and nine. I don't love them. I'm probably never going to pick them to win the game, but if they do win this game, I'll be like, yeah, it's the Titans. Like, whatever. Yeah. I, I agree with you, too. Like, I, I had them as winning the division this year, but I also didn't expect the Colts and Texans to be sneakily good teams. So now I it's really a shootout for whatever team. And I honestly think the Titans are the – with the Jags, probably – like on even level with the Texans and Colts. So it'll be fun to see. But for this game, the Ravens are just such a better team than the Titans. And I know Vradable's been my man this year, picking as a dog, but I think I'm going to take the Ravens to win and cover this game. This have the much better roster. They're coming off that tough loss. There's no way they drop all these balls. And I think like 90% of the money's on the Titans plus four. So I, that's when you just know that you, you got to go on the other side, especially when the talent's there. I, I I'm I'm gonna fade Vrabel in the spot, especially in a neutral field. It's not being played in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm with you, and I'm gonna take the Ravens to get the spread and to win. All right, what what I think, and by the way, that is a London game, so we have a third week of London games, which I'm, I'm kind of here for. Uh, Commanders at Falcons. Falcons are two and a half point favorites. They beat my beloved. That that's another game that pissed me off. Uh, on Sunday, is the Falcons in Texas game because the Texans could have won that game seven different times, and they went to the red zone like like I don't even know how many times in the first half and kept settling for field goals or just straight up didn't score points. Like they should have won that game. Desmond Ritter, you know, I salute. Good game. You didn't screw it up. And you won by two points. Screwed me on the spread. Texans plus four and a half. That that hurt. Uh, all that being said, I'm going to take the Falcons because the Commanders. Whoa, my gosh, are they really that bad? Or are the Bears? Did they figure something out? I can't trust this team at all. I can't trust Riverboat Ron, and I cannot, for the life of me, understand why Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin combined for like ten targets uh, per week. I, that makes no sense to me. And I'm not saying that because I have Jahan Dotson in fantasy. Yeah, I don't know. The The Commanders are such a hard team to read because I, I actually really like their offense. They played really good against the Bears, played really good against the Eagles. I mean, they dropped a stinker against the Bills. But, you know, Eric, the enemy in this offense is they'll, – they'll win you games. They're – I, I think they're just like an above average offense. I like Sam Howell. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but you know, he's he's a bottom end starter. 
he's going to be in the league for a long time, I think. He's uh, going to be in that conversation of, like, 15 through 20 around that area. Like, he's like, he's like, oh, he's like Brock Purdy. If you put him on the 49ers, they do the same thing, even though I don't think that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, is like I must see him kind of like Baker, or like I think that he's he he's solid. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's great. I think he's just like yeah, he's there. He's Sam Howell. He's like the new age Kirk Cousins. Five games in, but yeah. Small sample size. I honestly really like the Baker Mayfield comparison because they look so similar. That's why I said it. They same exact quarterback, the exact person. Yeah, I think. Sam's a little bit taller than him, but yeah, they look like the same exact person. Oh yeah. So where do you lean uh, in this game? Yeah, I think I lean towards Atlanta in this game. They Atlanta's defense is quietly one of the best defenses in the league, and I don't think enough people are talking about it. They've been n- not limiting a lot of points at all, and I know Texans probably could have put a little bit more points on the board, but. I think even like the Lions game, they allowed twenty. They're the the additions of Rashad Bateman and uh, was it Clayus Campbell, David Onyemata. They're a really good defense, and I I think there's the more better all around team than Washington. I know Washington has a really good defensive line. They might potentially get the Desmond Ritter, but you know I I just don't I I just think this Falcons team just runs all over Washington. I say that every week and then Atlanta disappoints me, but they they just have that good of an offensive line and B. John Robinson running it. So I think this will be the week that they take over Riverboat Ron's defense and uh, get the minus two and a half. Yeah, it's, it's a game I wouldn't mind getting stuck watching, much like the – oh, excuse me, next game, Vikings at Bears. Justin Jefferson was just put on IR. He'll be out for four weeks. I think the Vikings are a dead fish. I'm taking the Bears plus two and a half and the Bears to win. Uh, Kirk Cousins will not shock me if he's traded because he's a free agent after this year. I think the Vikings are this game's going this season is going in the tank for them. Like they're I think they're done. Yeah. I I had a hard time picking this game, but I think at the end of the day I'm going to take the Vikings even without Justin Jefferson this Bears defense just sucks and Justin Jefferson or not I think that the Vikings will be able to run all over him with that offensive line and although Jay Jettis is out you know Kirk still has TJ Hawkinson Jordan Addison and some formidable options out there so I, I still think the Vikings still score a lot of points on this Bears team um but also on the other side, I do think the Bears do score a lot also on this Vikings defense. I love the over in this game. It's only at 44 and a half, and it dropped like four points since Justin Jefferson was out. I, I think both of these teams are just playing shitty defenses and just it's going to be an offensive output by both of these teams. So I love the over, but I'm not as confident in the spread, but I'll go with the Vikings. I, I won't be shocked by that outcome, but I – I have no faith in the Vikings to do really anything this week. All right. Oh, man, do I say this game for last? No, we'll talk about it now. Seattle Seahawks visiting the jungle at Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are back. My reverse psychology worked. 
<laughs> I picked the Cardinals to win, and the Bengals smoked them. Could have been more uh, if Trent Irwin didn't fall down and cause an interception. So Joe Burrow, in my opinion, that was not his fault. I'm not saying Burrow's all the way back, but I was very encouraged by what I saw. It's what I needed to see. And honestly, the Ravens losing was fantastic for me because now everyone is in the mix for the AFC North. I swear, if they do it again, and I'm getting way ahead of myself, if they do this again, but they start off this slow, this bad, this dismal, and then come back again to make the playoffs somehow and go on even, like, make it to the divisional round, man, I don't know what to say at this point. I'd just be at a loss for words. They did it without T. Higgins. They made the Cardinals look the worst that they've been, I would say, all year. It's like they look competent against the Niners, the Cowboys. Um, forget who else they played. They lost to the Commanders. I think the, the Giants and the 49ers. Oh, that's right. The Giants come back. Uh, I, 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 I'm not saying I'm all the way back in because they're still two and three. They're last in the division. They have no divisional wins. But I'm taking the Hawks to win and the Hawks to cover. Damn it. And don't. <laughs> I was wishing you're drinking the Bengals Kool-Aid so then the reverse psychology wouldn't work. Uh, but, you know, now, now I feel bad because I'm going to be a homer and choose Seattle to cover and win this game. This is a win-win for me. Yeah. Because if the Hawks win, then I was right. But if they lose, then I – Bengals are going to be three and three and go into the bye and get healthy and come out swinging. That being said, their schedule after the bye, oh my gosh, not great. It is, hold on, let me pull it up. So if they win, they go into the bye and then they come out and then it's Niners right away, then Bills, then Texans, who I think are going to be a tough out, the Ravens, Steelers, Jags. And then they get a bit of a reprieve in December with Colts, Vikings. Then they play the Steelers. And then they play the Chiefs. And then they end the season with the Browns. So if they make the playoffs, they are battle-tested. I mean, that's two of the top teams. I guess they only play one of the teams in the NFC that I feel confident about. But, I mean, shoot, Browns, that's going to be a tough out. Steelers, division games, always going to be a problem. Actually, I only see one. Oh, they play Steelers in uh, Thanksgiving. But Ravens, Jags, Bills, Chiefs, they need to win this game. If they don't win this game, I'm not saying – I'm never going to rule them out because they do this crap every year for the last four years where they're like, oh, they start out really slow. They're going to be really bad. Oh, no, they're actually fine. But, yeah, I'm not doing the reverse psychology. Wink, wink. Uh, Taking the Seahawks plus three in the Seahawks to win. But, I mean, that being said, if the Hawks win, I will not be shocked at all because I think they're arguably the third best team in the NFC right now after the performance of the Cowboys game on Sunday. I think that they're neck and neck with Detroit, and it was evident because the last two years that they've played the Lions, it's like it's. I think the margin of victory has been like three points total. It's crazy how close they played the Lions. I think I'd still take the Lions – but I, I I believe in the Hawks. I took the Hawks to win 
uh, a wild card spot, and I still feel pretty darn good about them. Buy was way too early, though. I hate those week four buys or week five buys. Yeah, the Seahawks really needed that buy, though, because they had so many offensive line injuries and everything. Now everyone's going to be back healthy. So I'm, I'm excited to watch this game. It'll be the first time both the secondary and – I mean, I'll have to check on Abe Lucas's status, but Charles Cross is back. That's huge, especially when we're playing Trey Hendrickson. That dude is scary. I think I, I read a stat that he could – he he should have nine sacks, but three of them got like called back from penalties. So he's been going off this year. So that's going to be a help to have him back. But yeah, this I think I don't have a good read on the Seahawks team, even as a Seahawks fan, because I mean we looked good the last two weeks, but we're beating up on the Giants and Panthers offensive lines. So I know the Bengals offensive lines not the greatest, but Joe Burrow looked pretty good last week, and that's not a sign I wanted to see going into this game as a Seahawks fan. So um, I'll be interested to see if Tariq Woolen and Witherspoon could stop Jamar Chase. Um, we'll see if uh, Joe Burrow could overcome his offensive line because the Seahawks have been pretty good at stunting this year. But, yeah, I'm really excited for this game. Honestly, I, I wish they replaced this game for, like, the primetime game. I, I think it's going to be a Dude, offensive slugfest. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So yeah, we're both Hawks fans this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, all right, 49ers at the Browns. No, Deshaun Watson. I guess he's going to be out for several weeks. So just uh, David and Joku literally got his face burned off, and Deshaun Watson could have played two weeks ago, but didn't because of the bye, and now it's hurt again. And it's a shoulder. There's not a lot to have lady masseuses around anymore. I'm not going to say why I think his shoulder is actually hurt. But we all know. Uh, this line moved two points towards San Francisco. It's now minus seven. I, man, they just got, they got destroyed by the Ravens before the bye. Uh, the rookie did not look great in his first start. Obviously, still no Nick Chubb. Niners look like a freaking wagon. I'm so pissed at myself that I didn't pay attention enough in the offseason because I thought Brock Purdy coming into preseason was still coming off a UCL rehab that he wasn't fully healthy. Because I would have taken the Niners to win the Super Bowl or to make the Super Bowl over the Cowboys if I had just taking the time to research that he was fully healthy and ready to go. Because I believe in Brock. Do I think he's the top five quarterback like the stats suggest? No. But I think you have to have the conversation that he's amongst the top 10 now, if not top 15. He's played – and we talked about it earlier this week. Not You can't plug anyone into the Niners and have them look the way they did. Trey Lance in his couple of starts did not look like this. Jimmy Garoppolo. Never looked or played like this. Uh, CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins. Like, Brock has been phenomenal. And I feel like we denigrate him because he's the Mr. Irrelevant pick. But I think that speaks, like, should we not celebrate this more, that he was the last pick in the draft and he's looked this good instead of, oh, it's all McCaffrey. It's all Debo. It's all Kittle. 
like, he still has to throw the ball. He still has to play the quarterback position. And I think he, he's never looked rattled. I, I, I love – I was going to say his nickname that I was called, but I love Brock. Yeah, I I mean, even as a 49ers hater, I Brock Purdy's probably like – him and Kittle are I, – I love. They're two great personalities. I mean, Purdy's not a personality, but um, – you know, he's a humble underdog, and I don't know why he gets so much hate. Uh, he's a really good quarterback. I think a really good pro comparison to him is Joe Montana because they're both, like, undersized guys that had underrated athleticism and just put perfect touch on the ball right over defenders. And honestly, I, I don't know if I'd say Purdy's top 10 but he, I think he's in that range that, like, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, I'd, I'd plug him right in there, just right either in the top ten or just outside. And, you know, he, this 49ers offense has looked like a well-oiled machine under him. So, you know, I'm happy for him, especially because uh, a lot of people are giving him hate, and I hope he ah, – no, actually, fuck that. I, I hope he – doesn't play well because he's a 49er, but story-wise, I'm happy for him. Fine. I'm the Brock Purdy guy on this podcast. I'm totally fine with that. I'm ride or die with big cock Brock. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'll just be – that one clip will be clipped over and over again. I'm just a forever Brock Purdy hater. Hater. Why do you hate him so much? I don't know. If you put Mac Jones on – no, I'm just kidding. Get the – I hate that so much. If you put this guy on here, it'd be so much better. Well, playing like the absolute worst quarterback in the league and then put him on the Niners, I don't think he's going to look that great. Who do you have in this game? Because I I was a little conflicted. This was the toughest game for me to pick because the Browns have proven to be very frisky and very tough. Yeah, I I think the Browns cover – I don't know if I want to go to the extent that the 49ers lose, though. Um, So I had it San Fran winning Cleveland covering. I think seven. And and not to mention, apparently it's supposed to be a monsoon again in Cleveland somehow. So that speaks to to why the under is 37 and a half, or to bet the under is that 37 and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the Niners to win and Browns to cover. Yeah, man, that. Let me check the weather real quick. That's crazy. Cause that, if that's the case, yeah, Sunday. I mean, I I've been to Cleveland Brown Stadium. It's right on Lake Erie, and it is windy as shit. It is not a nice place to kick or play. Yeah, I I, I think Cleveland easily covers then, cause I don't think I think in those conditions this Forty ers team won't be as a well oiled machine. And this Cleveland defense is disgusting. I think they're better than the Cowboys, or for sure has held a better run stuffing team than the Cowboys. And I, when you're playing in Cleveland, it's just not optimal weather to just sling the ball over the field. So I can honestly see this being the defensive slugfest. I could even see Cleveland winning this game. You know, it's the NFL, you don't know what happens. We saw the Bills kick the Dolphins' ass and then lay an egg in London. So. You just never know, and I can see this being one of those games where, you know, the weather's bad, 
the 49ers are kind of coming off of a hangover, destroying Dallas. And, you know, it's definitely I, – I love that it's at plus seven. I think the Browns cover this game. All right, yeah. I'm glad we kind of see eye to eye on that one because I was conflicted. So, I'm going down with the ship as well. Oh, I kind of like this game. Saints at Houston. Saints are one-and-a-half-point favorites. The line hasn't moved at all. Derek Carr looked like he had life last week as they pummeled the Patriots into irrelevance. Uh, quick side note, I haven't talked about it much because they've been so irrelevant the last few years, but it really warms my heart to see the Patriots be this bad. Like, I was tortured by them as an AFC fan for 20 years. Hated Bill Belichick, hated Tom Brady, hated the Patriots. I always did love Edelman and Gronk. Like, I don't know how you can't love those guys. But once Brady left, then I fell in love with Tom and discovered, like, oh, yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. But, man, this feels good. They've lost by over 70 points in the last two weeks. Uh, it's great. Uh, but, anyway, I'm going to take in – I'm riding with my guy, C.J. Stroud, to rebound and get up to 500 at 3-3. Three and three. I think the Saints' defense is pretty good. And I think the Titans' defense played remarkably well uh, last week against the Falcons. Like, they held Bijan and Algier in check up until they did in, in the at the end of the game. But I was impressed by them. And I, I think CJ is just – he's just that guy. Saints have a really good defense. And Alvin Kamara looks all the way back. But I think this is just a blind. I'm taking my guy to – uh, bounce back after a, a infuriating loss last week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think Houston wins and covers this game. I think one of my favorite bets of the week, especially because 90% of the money's on the under and the line is at 42 and a half. It's not that high. I, I like the over in this game. I think both of these offenses have great playmakers. Nico Collins has emerged as one of the most explosive receivers in the league. Same with Tank. I mean, Tank Dell's concussion protocol, but he should be back. CJ Stroud is really good. They got Laramie Tunsil back. This offense is really good. And like you said, uh, when we're talking about the Falcons and Texans, like if they could just finish drives and capitalize on all that, this offense could score a lot of points. And you could also say the same about the Saints. Obviously, I come in here in every podcast and talk crap on Derek Carr's name every time, but. When you have the weapons the Saints do, I think they're they're going to put up some points. So, with the line at forty two and a half, I love the over. But I think I think the Texans just have more offensive firepower, and they also have a really good defense. And I think the way you beat the Texans is through the running game. And I cannot trust this Saints team to run the ball. They haven't looked good in that department at all this year. So, yeah, I like the Texans in this one. Samesies. All right. Colts at Jags. Jags are currently four-point favorites. I like Gardner Minshew in a revenge game. Anthony Richardson is on IR. Could miss between four and eight weeks. So he could be done for – imagine if he's done for eight weeks. He's probably just done for the season at that point. But Colts are three and two, and the Jaguars are also three and two, so they're playing for control of the, of the division. I like the Colts. <laughs> I've been unimpressed with the Jags so far. It felt like Buffalo was sleepwalking for three quarters. Matt Milano goes down for the year. 
they wake up, almost bring the game back from the total defeat at the end, end up losing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks better. Calvin Ridley finally showed up again after being MIA for almost four weeks. ETN is a really good running back. He's really, really, really good. Uh, I, 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 I still don't feel confident in this Jags defense because, like I said, it just felt like Buffalo was sleepwalking through the first three quarters. And I don't know if that was a credit to the Jags defense or if it was Buffalo just being bad for most of the game. Yeah, I think the Jags left a lot of meat on the bone that game. They did typical Jaguar things, you know, fumbling in the red zone, giving the game away. But luckily their defense held the Bills to seven points throughout that whole game because the way the the Jaguars jagged and didn't – luckily it didn't impact them at the end of that game. But, yeah, I I don't know where to go in this game. I love Minshew and the Colts. I think the Colts just have a great foundation on – both fronts their front seven's really good their offensive line's really good they got an underrated receiving core in Alec Pierce Josh Downs and Michael Pittman they're a sneaky good team and I don't really know where to go with this one I know it's it's at four what scares me away is that 99% of the money's on the Colts and Vegas hasn't moved this line my model also likes Jaguars minus four so I might just have to trust it and go Jags minus four in this scenario, but but in my mind, I really think this Colts team is going to come out with the victory, just knowing how the Jags jag and fumble the ball in big situations and just, you know, they always kick themselves in the foot. And I, I love Shane Steichen's offense. Like his, I know that a lot of the talks, like the run pass option, but I guess Shane Steichen's like the innovator of the PRO, the pass run option is what people are saying. So I really like the way he runs his offense. So I'm, I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, no, I'm going to take the Jags because of what I said about Vegas, but I, I love say, the Colts. Uh, yeah, I, I don't hate it. I, the Jags have just been woefully unimpressive so far this season. And I, I need to see it in multiple weeks to really believe. I thought the Falcons game, I was underwhelmed. Falcons just looked meh. And the Bills last week looked meh. The Jags come out and dominate, they will have converted me. Uh, a team that will not convert me is the Panthers. Uh, they're the worst team in the league, and they don't have their own first-round pick next year. So it's rough sledding for Panthers fans, who are 13.5-point dogs visiting Miami. Miami got off the mat and dominated the Giants last week. It's 13 and a half. I can't, I don't see the Panthers doing much. I'm taking the Dolphins. This is an easy game to pick for me. The big, the big spreads have been covering pretty consistent this year. Um, I'm trying to think. I know one didn't a couple, either last week or. Uh, maybe I'm just going crazy. Obviously, Kansas City didn't cover the minus nine, but you know, of course, they didn't cover that. Yeah. And then Philly, Philly didn't cover minus nine in week four either. So, like, aside from that, though, but like Detroit covered. 49ers have been covering every spread that's thrown their way so far. Um, yeah, Dolphins is minus thirteen and a half. I think they have every right to be a contender for second best team in the conference. 
You know, Buffalo game aside, division games are weird. I still think they're really good. They're healthy. Devon A. Chain is out. He's on IR for four weeks, so that sucks. But I think that they're going to be able to do enough with Wilson and Mostert. If Wilson is back this week, that I think they'll be fine. Yeah, usually I hate betting these big spreads, but I bet on the Dolphins last week. I didn't care that 96% of the money was on the Dolphins. When you have a big spread with this explosive offense, you're feeling good. I mean, they even gave up a pick six last week. Usually when that happens, you're you're never covering a minus 13 spread, but they still manage to do it because that's just how explosive they are. So I, I, I'm totally agree with you. I'm taking the minus 13 and a half and I, I really think it should be at 15. Then that's when people should be second guessing that spread. And I hope I don't get stuck watching this game. In addition to the Patriots Raiders game, I hope I don't get stuck watching this game because it's kicking off the one o'clock games. Oof. At least we have four this week. Uh, Vegas is a three point favorite. Uh, that was such a disgusting game on Monday night against the Packers. I think this game, it looks exactly like that, where it is gross. I don't want to watch it. Vegas wins, and New England covers the three points. Patriots are ass, and I love it. But the Raiders aren't that good either. Like I don't want to take either one of these teams. If I, if I could have a mulligan and not pick this game, I, w- I, I would do that. Yeah, I – I think this is one of my favorite bets of the week. I'm going all in on the Raiders. I think, really? Yeah. I think this Patriots team, I think the everyone in their minds is thinking the Bill Belichick factor will keep them in games. But this roster is so depleted. On the offensive side of the ball, they have one of the worst O-lines in the league. Everyone's banged up. You have Mac Jones at quarterback throwing to nobodies. Ramondre Stevenson hasn't really done anything this year. Like, I don't even know how this offense can move the ball. Now you you think I'd, I'd trust this offensive line against Max Crosby, who totally wrecked the game last week. And then when you go into the offensive side of the ball at the Raiders, Jimmy G's a formidable quarterback. You know, he's one of those guys, like when we talked about Sam Howell earlier, like he's going to be in the league a long time as a solid bridge quarterback. He'll win you some games. Um, but I, I just think Josh Jacobs is offensive line. You have Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, <laughs> the number one receiver on the Patriots last year is now on this team as the number two. Um, I just think they have more explosive weapons on offense. I think they have the much better defense. I think the Patriots get destroyed this game, and I'm gladly going to take Vegas at minus three. Yeah, you know what? You convinced me I'm not taking the Patriots. Screw that. Uh oh, this will be a fun game. Wow, big spread. Cardinals at Rams. Rams are seven point favorites. Huh. I don't know if this is a reaction to the Cardinals from last week, but I don't know. I think the Rams have been very impressive so far this season, especially compared to what I guess they were going to be. I don't think they should be seven point favorites with most teams, especially the Cardinals. I don't know what's the what's the Rubicon for the NFC West with the Rams and Cardinals. So the Rams own own the Cardinals. The Cardinals are just a pain in everyone's throat. I think it's always been the Seahawks own the Niners. The Rams own the Seahawks. 
and then the 49ers own the Rams. It's been like a three-way rivalry. And then Arizona will just come to Seattle and just beat us with Colt McCoy or someone. So Arizona is just a team that is just a pain in everyone's rear end in the division. Okay. Who do you, who do you have this game? Cause I'm leading Rams to win and cards to cover. Yeah. That's where I'm leaning to. I think the Cardinals are just, they're a sneaky good team and, I think uh, I've been keeping track on teams or like just games I've bet on and the teams involved, whether I won or lost. And I think I've bet on five things in Cardinals games, whether it's over under the spread and I'm Owen five for this Cardinals team. And I just can't get a good, good grasp of what they are. They'll, they'll drop a dud against the Bengals, but then they'll show up and upset the Cowboys they're just such an unpredictable team. I mean, I think it, it, they're just one of those teams that doesn't have a lot of roster talent. But Jonathan Gannon's a sneakily good, really good, really good coach, and his players fight hard for him. I do think Arizona is at a disadvantage because once James Conner got hurt against the Bengals, I think the offense yeah. just really fell apart. So I, I don't know where to lean on this one. I think I, I, I'm just going to agree with you just because I don't have a good read on this Cardinals team, they've costed me a lot of money this year. So I'll go Rams to win Cardinals cover, but I'm sure as hell not betting this game. No, and Cooper Cup was back and was Cooper Cup as well. So that might be another nod to the Rams being favored by seven. Uh, Eagles at Jets. Philly finally looked like the Philly of last year. They didn't blow out the Rams last week, but I thought that was the at least one of the better performances by Jalen Hurts that I've seen this year. It might have been the best one, honestly. I thought they, I thought he looked really good. A brotherly shove, as they coined it, which was used ad nauseum at that game. I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that play. It doesn't bother me a lot until it affects the team I care about. Uh, Jets, they got the win against the Broncos. That was my lock last week. Easy, easy cover. Felt great to see the Broncos lose that. Sean Payton talking all that smack about Nathaniel Hackett and then being worse through five games. Feels good. Uh, I think the Eagles trounced the Jets this week. I think it looks a lot like what the Cowboys Jets look like. Uh, Niners um, Niners uh, Giants. I, just, I, I think Philly takes it to the Jets and Jets fall into a four. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't, I don't think it's going to be an ass beating just because I really respect that Jets defense. But, you know, the Eagles are such an overpowered team because once they get into third and short situations, when you have a success rate of, what, 92%, that's insane. And when you can keep drives moving, it just gives you such a huge advantage over any team in the NFL. And also, I don't think that play should be banned at all. It's Me either. Because, I mean, we saw the, I saw the Giants run it like two times against the Seahawks, and it got stuffed. It's just good because they have a quarterback that's strong as any as a linebacker and could just drive his legs over a pile. So, I, yeah, I, I think the Eagles are just a better team on both sides of the ball. I can't trust this Jets offensive line against Jalen Carter, Son Reddick, and those pass rushers on the Eagles. 
I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think it, the Eagles will exactly blow them out because I respect the Jets' defense, but I think they they do at least cover the seven and win this game, but it'll be low-scoring. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, oh, great game to end the morning-afternoon slate. Detroit is visiting Tampa Bay. Detroit is currently a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Detroit has been a team that I have neglected to really talk about. Um, I had the Packers to win the division because I wanted to get cute and not pick the obvious. I should have just went with the obvious. The Lions are really freaking good. And they were able to do what they did to the Panthers last week without their two, well, their best offensive skill position player and whatever the hell you want to consider Jameer Gibbs. Obviously, they don't think a lot of him because he's not used a whole lot, even though he was their high first-round pick. I like the Lions this week, even though I very much respect what the Bucks have done through four weeks. They are way better than I thought they were. Baker looks great. Um, I believe Mike Evans should be fine and good to go for this game. But I'm really looking forward to this game. But I like the Lions. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the Lions are just such a good team all around. They have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. I think they suffocate this Bucks offensive line. I mean, I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, so it pains me. But, you know, I think this Buccaneers offense is actually pretty good. I think their passing yeah. offense is actually very formidable, and they'll actually score a lot of points. But I think the big difference is that this Detroit offense is so good. Like, Jared Goff is been playing like a top three quarterback in the league what whether you like it or not I think he's the number one graded quarterback on PFF his grade under a clean pocket is like 97 which is unheard of and he's doing this with what Josh Reynolds and Sam Laporta and all these people like he Jared Goff is I think he's far and away the most underrated player in this league and he should be talked about like how the people like me talk about Brock Purdy. He's been excellent since he got into Detroit. Oh yeah. I I, I just think Detroit just has a lot more firepower than uh the Buccaneers and it, they'll show that during this game. Also one of my favorite bets from this game, 99% of the money's on the under. I love the over 44. My model that loves it. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. I get that the Lions have a good defense and the Bucks have a solid defense, but the over seems like the play to me. Yeah. I. Whenever I have something that my model loves and 99% of the money's on the opposite, I absolutely nuke that. And, you know, Vegas looks nice for a reason. So, uh, I mean, it's not going to happen 100% of the time, but. You know, if you could find those little cracks in there where you see something with value that has a lot of money on it, I love ripping those games. Well, I'm right there with you. I love the over. It's probably the bet that I would make from this game because, I mean, while I love Detroit minus three and a half, uh, I could see the Bucks covering and losing by three. I, I really could. A team I don't see covering by three points. Uh, once again... First of all, I guess it's because I didn't see the Giants being a good team coming into the season, but who the heck green-lighted Giants at Bills as a Sunday night football game when we had, I mean, shoot, 49ers, Browns, Seahawks, Bengals is the obvious choice, but 
I would have taken almost every other game except for this one. Buffalo's favored by 14. I think long-term Super Bowl aspirations, Buffalo's defense, I think, is going to kill them in the end. Matt Milano's out for the year. Trey Wright's out for the year. They lost a couple other guys. Uh, I don't know for how long. But I, I just feel so bad for Buffalo. It's It sucks. Uh, oh, Russo is questionable with a leg injury. I don't see him playing. Uh, Jones has been put on IR. Man, they just look so good after the Miami game. And then they laid an egg in London. And then Matt Milano goes out to add insult to injury. As for this game, it's an easy Buffalo cover. The Giants are going to be without several offensive players, including most likely Daniel Jones. Darren Waller apparently is questionable. Who knows if Saquon plays at this point? It doesn't matter. They suck. Uh, This is another game that I probably won't watch, and I'll look at the score and be like, yeah, Buffalo 38, Giants 10. Makes sense to me, even if the Buffalo Bills defense is a shell of what it uh, was. Vaughn Miller coming back is great, and that's fantastic, but I still don't think it's going to be enough to cover up the losses. Because Milano, being a linebacker, was so so crucial to their defense. Yeah, I agree. I this isn't going to be a fun game to watch. I hope that a New York team doesn't ever make the playoffs again, so we never run into this situation ever. But man, the Giants made the Seahawks defense look like the Legion of Boom. And <laughs> God, that that offensive line sucks. Eleven sacks from a Seahawks team where I came on this podcast week too, so concerned about the pass rush. Like, how is that even possible? They... Von Miller might have five sacks by himself this game, and he's just coming off a freaking Achilles injury. Yeah. Honestly, Vegas should make the spread like minus 28. I'm taking the Bills all day. I'm going to bet it. I would take an alt line of Bills minus like 24. Yeah. And I don't this even is... care that Dable – used to coach the Bills and they're running this scheme. Like, he just doesn't have anyone, like, any players no. to make any plays. No. Like, I, you expect me to put any ounce of faith in this team that has been so bad. And not to mention, this is just con- this is confirmation bias. But I thought they were going to be bad going into the season. And they've proven me right. This, this team just sucks. I hate watching this team. They've been on primetime, what, three times? They were Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys. No, four. They were Monday Night Football against the Hawks. Four. Oh, that's right, because they lost to the – they got blown out in every single primetime prime game. Cowboys, Hawks, Niners, and now this. Disgusting. Yeah, and Detroit – Can't wait. They got one Sunday night game in forever, and you got the Giants in four primetime games. What are we doing, NFL? Come on. The primetime games have been an atrocity to my eyes. So much so that when I'm at work wrapping the day up, I don't even really care to throw the game on because I know it's going to suck. And none of them have disappointed me in that aspect. Yep. Hopefully we get a good one on the next game, though, because I I actually have some faith in the Monday night game this week. All right. Cowboys visiting the Los Angeles Chargers off of a bye. Cowboys off of a... uh... I don't know if that's consensual in nine states, but 
Where do you – so I'll set the stage. Dallas is favored by two and a half. The over-under is 50 and a half. Pray to God this is a good game. With the Chargers, it's, it's going to be a stupid game. That we know. Whether or not it'll be a good game, that's the real question. Um, oh, man, that Cowboys game was really discouraging. It confirmed every fear that I had that they that Mike McCarthy is a bonehead. Their red zone or their offense in general is just a major concern, but they haven't had to play real offense. And the defense, they got kicked in the teeth. Uh, I, I can't. I can't I, this game's got me in a pretzel. I'm taking the Chargers to win. Plus two and a half. Let's go. Let's go, Justin. Off a bye. Come on. Yeah, I don't know where to go with this game. Because Dallas looks so bad. If if I just woke up from a coma and watched this Dallas team last week, I'd be putting my life savings on the Chargers this week. But oh, I don't even know where to go with this one. You know, I, I will go with I think one of my favorite bets is the under in this game. I think a lot of people have this theory that every Chargers game is super high scoring. And I think a lot of Dallas fans, I mean, a lot of people look at Dallas's points forced when most of those points are turnover points from the defense. This Dallas offense is not good. There's been talk. I don't think no. CD Lamb's like an alpha wide receiver that Dallas fans hype him up to be. They don't really have a great option around him. I mean, unless Brandon Cooks no. steps up. But I, I can think of at least eight wide receivers off the top of my head that I'd rather have. Jefferson, Chase, Hill, Cup, maybe Puka at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have DK. I think I'd rather have Debo. Um, even Waddle, I might prefer I'd take to have Amari over Cooper him. over him, who they got rid of, to replace yeah. Them trading Amari for, especially for what they got in return, was bizarre. I take Diggs easily over him, uh, and I would take AJ Brown. Uh, I think, yeah, um, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm with you. I have no faith in this Cowboys offense. Mike McCarthy, Colin plays Kellen Moore, revenge, revenge game, Kellen Moore for this. So that might be something to look at. Um. And the Cowboys defense taking more and more hits. Leighton Vander Esch is questionable with the head injury. So I wouldn't expect him to play. Uh, Herbert, I don't know what the status is on his hand. It's too early in the week to say. Austin Eckler should be back this game. Maybe. I think that would be a huge boon for them if he does play. Because their running game has been bad with Joshua Kelly. Oh, yeah. And... You know, I don't think the Chargers have faced a defense like the Dallas Cowboys. They got a really good defense. I know the 49ers made them look like Swiss cheese, but they're not just going to all of a sudden go from being a top three defense in the league the first four weeks and then just suddenly drop off. So I I, I think the Chargers will have a tough time scoring. And then also on the other side of the ball, like Dak Prescott folds like a lawn chair once he has any pressure and Khalil Max coming off of a five-sack game. Joey Bosa's getting better week by week. I just don't see how this Dallas – I don't think Dallas scores a lot of points. I think the Chargers will be capped because of this Dallas defense has been so good. I think the fact that this is at 51 is absurd. And I think also 90 – was it 94% of the money or whatever is on the over? Absolutely love yeah. the under in this spot. 
that's what I'll be I'm betting. But in terms of the spread, I I think I got to go with the Herbert Mafia. Like that's right. I think I think they're just more explosive on offense. They'll be able to um, outgame Dallas, especially when Dak is going against Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on the outside. So, oh, I hate going with Staley because I hate that coach. But I think I think the Chargers win this one. Same. Well, last thing is everybody knows. I love Dak, but I, I I think I gotta kick him out of my top ten now. I just like through like this season alone has been so disappointing. And if he was who I believe that he was, they should at least be able to convert fifty percent of the time in the red zone. But they're not even doing that. Long term, man. Cowboys, I think, are at best fourth in the conference, but I think realistically they're fifth. I think it goes Niners, Eagles, Lions, Hawks, and then Cowboys. But you can make, I feel like you can make a reasonable argument that the Rams are better than them. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think McVay is probably right behind Shanahan. No, no, you got Andy Reid too. I'll, I'll leave it at top five coach in the NFL, and if you disagree with that, I don't know what you're smoking, but I think McVay, when you have McVay, Stafford, Cup, and now Puka Nakua breaking out, you're going to win a lot of games, and especially when you have Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball. He's an absolute game wrecker and will come up with big plays on third down. I do have concerns with the Rams just because they do have a young core in the secondary and everywhere around Aaron Donald on defense, but other than that, like this offense will keep them in a lot of football games. So you could you could definitely argue that they're better than Dallas, but I mean I, I'd have to think about that matchup a little bit more. But yeah, I, I think that you could argue that they're better than Dallas. Well, you'll find out uh, next week because well, actually no, two weeks from now because the Cowboys are on bye after this game, and then they play the Rams in Week Eight. So we'll find out. The advanced spread on that is Dallas minus six and a half, and I think I would hammer the Rams on that spread. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially Aaron Donald going after Dak Prescott. You know he's going to throw at least a pick. Easy. And, yeah, it bums me out because I, I did have high hopes for the Cowboys going into the season. I just freaking look at uh, the injury reports. I would have smarted up and took it the Niners because I love my, my guy Brock. But, yeah, that was a demoralizing loss, to say the least. Um, but that – do you have any other thoughts about the week overall? Anything else before we head out? Uh, no. Hopefully we get a an actual good primetime game. But the way they're slotted, I doubt it. But hope everyone has a great Sunday. And hopefully my all my bets hit this week because we've been Go about even on the year. Oh, man. Well, you're Such you'll be happy thing. either way if the way that game ends. No, if the, if the Bengals lose, I will be despondent. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be tough with the schedule coming up. I've been terrible. I've been very mediocre in picks so far. One victory, especially against the team I root for, isn't gonna make my day. 
if they <laughs> lose, man, it's going to be a – I'm going to be a uh, – uh, I almost want to do a bet, but I don't know what the bet would be. We'll talk about that off air. We'll, we'll, we'll do something. I don't know what, but we'll think of something. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it always. Thanks again to Luke for always being so gracious with his time to come and spend it with us. And we'll talk to you guys all next week.